welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast, episode number five, recorded on Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. Sam, what a big day we have uh, here in the podcast room and really around the state as coronavirus seems to be freaking everybody out. Everybody is tripping over coronavirus. So that's what we're going to mention here briefly at the beginning of our show. Um, And we're not breaking down coronavirus and how you can prevent it. We're going to talk about the impact that it has on sports. Currently, I want to give you guys kind of a feel of when we are recording this. So this is at 6.05 Tuesday night. And IU and Purdue have both canceled in-class, person-to-person classes until April 6th. That is two weeks after their scheduled spring break, which is next week. So we will keep you in the loop. If Ball State decides to cancel classes during our uh, podcast, we will update you on this. If that happens, this podcast will go up on Tuesday night just because of the newsworthiness of it. But Sam, welcome on. First of all, how was your spring break as uh, we are kind of back in the loop now after uh, a week off? Uh, it was good. I found out that I can't go to Italy anymore because of the coronavirus. So that did kind of dampen my spring break. But other than that, it was solid. I went to Top Golf, tried that for the first time. Overall, just had a relaxing, nice spring break. Top Golf is fun. Top Golf is really fun. It, I, I'm not a golf person, but Top Golf was really fun to me. Yeah, I've been once, um, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, I am a golfer, so I guess I kind of have an advantage there. But I do love the, the you know, the uniqueness of mm-hmm. it and how it is. You know, you don't have to be a golfer to play yeah. top golf. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, why couldn't have I had this invention, Sam? <laughs> who would have thought? Let's serve beer and let people hit golf balls. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, it literally, really is. It's literally perfect. It's a great business venture. Uh, but yeah, Top Golf is fun. I enjoy doing it. Hopefully, going to get back there soon. But, anyways, the topic that I want to get into first is that of the sports world. And currently, we are kind of in an unknown in the sports world in terms of what's going to happen with sports in, in general. And um, with coronavirus spreading like wildfire, not really the the actual virus itself but the media spreading it like wildfire has raised some questions on what different sports organizations are going to do specifically this week the conference tournament sam the ivy league what is your take on the ivy league canceling their tournament yale won the regular season so they are granted an automatic bid what is your take on that? I personally do not like it. Yeah, I don't like it just for the fact that in conference tournaments, anything can go. Yesterday, we saw Gonzaga barely scrape out a win I forget against who. And then in the Missouri Valley, we saw the number one seed, Northern Iowa, lose to an 8C in Drake. So with this automatic bid that Yale automatically gets, it kind of frustrates the other's team other teams because originally they had a chance to get to the tournament and now they're just like nope we're that we're just going to give it to Yale like what what fun is that for the viewer I really like watching the conference tournaments it's a really blast to see teams I really don't ever watch play and that's just my take on it yeah I mean you never know it's March mm-hmm. that is yeah. upset season mm-hmm. and so you know who knows if Yale would win there and win it 
if the Mac was to do the same thing, it would be Akron. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they are the number one seed. But again, I feel like there's several teams in the Mac tournament that can beat Akron. Mm -hmm. We talked about that on our show on Monday. So, yeah, just kind of getting in to, to that and how it has impacted um, that. What do you think? Will the NCAA take any steps in terms of we have March Madness coming up? Will Do you think they'll take any steps in terms of the tournament and how that will play out in terms of like what they're doing for venues and different mm. things like that. I don't know if they will just for the fact that March Madness really helps helps the NCAA in terms of money. They get loads of money from TV deals, from fan attendance, from ticket sales, from apparel. And I'm not sure, will the NCAA be willing to risk the bottom line for uh, canceling some games or even just not allowing fans to come. I'm not sure the NCAA will be willing to do that, but they have a tough decision on their hands. Well, look, the Atlanta was granted the Final Four in 2014. Mm -hmm. Six years. They've prepared for this for six years. You're going to take that away from them? I don't think that's right. Yeah. It's such, the, the problem that the, sports is, uh, that the sports world is having in terms of getting the ball rolling on what they're going to do with, with this in the coronavirus is the money. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about the money that an NBA game makes in a single night. If you get 10, if you get 14,000 people to Bankers Life Fieldhouse, you think, okay, you, you take the average ticket price, probably around 30, $40. You take, it adds up quick. Plus the $12 beers, the $15 popcorn that you have to buy. And, it adds up quick. It so really if you were does. to say, the NBA is, is to come out and say, well, we're just not going to have fans. That's going to hurt the NBA a ton. Mm -hmm. It might help the local TV ratings in terms of uh, watching them on TV. But I just don't see this happening. And I think as long if we can, if players aren't affected by coronavirus, I think that um, they they keep on. And I think March, March Madness will follow and, and proceed as as normal and not to mention i just remembered that they're having the a, a regional in indianapolis for the tournament yep, the so, 16 and the elite eight at lucas oil stadium so the ncaa is put in a tough situation whether they not allow fans or they do it's going to come up to whether they're willing to risk the bottom line for the fan safety for just the public in general because March Madness is a money maker for the NCAA teams, for uh, the venues hosting it. I, I don't know. I Personally, I wouldn't cancel fans coming just because that's a lot of money for the cities and all that. But it's a tough choice. It is. And, you know, the coronavirus itself is not that bad. It's mm -hmm. just how quickly it can spread is, is why people are concerned. There's no cure for it, whatever. I'm concerned in terms of the sports world. You know what you think? You know what I think, Sam? Mm. If they say we're gonna take the uh, we're gonna take the fans out and you're only gonna have media there, why don't we just play in like the practice center? Yeah. Like instead of playing in a big empty arena, why can't we just play in like the the practice center? All state. Just, right. Let me <laughs> go play in the Shondell Practice Center. Mm. I I don't know. I I think um, the sports world is you know they've shown that it is gonna affect them. How big? I don't know. All right, enough of that, mm -hmm. Sam. We've, we've 
I've talked about the coronavirus nonstop all day. My mm. professors, everybody's talking about it because it's looking like Ball State could see the potential switch to online classes for a short period of time. Whether that's a week or two weeks, I don't know. I wouldn't mind an extra two-week spring break. I don't know about I, you, Sam. Yeah, I would love that. Go I home? Would, go home for two Go weeks? home for two. Yeah, I could totally do that. My girlfriend's going to Florida the end of March. Mm. I could hop on, go down with her. And we watch March fun, Madness right? from home in exactly. the comfort of our homes. I'm not sure what else could beat that. I don't I don't know. It, it, it would be fun. And you know what? Uh, IU and Purdue, if you're Archie Miller and, and Matt Painter looking, hey, you know, our kids don't really have to go to class for two weeks. Hmm, that fits right when we're going to be playing in March Madness. That is awful convenient. <laughs> so I think they are very happy about that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, moving on from that, it is conference tournament week. It is March. It is an exciting time. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about the most difficult conference tournaments to win, and we're going to start with the Big Ten, Sam. Mm -hmm. The Big Ten has been an absolute juggernaut this season. IU will play tomorrow night against Nebraska, who is absolutely terrible um, this season. So when you look at the Big Ten, the 14 teams that are in it, I mm. think you give nine teams a chance to win the tournament. Yeah, I'd say excluding probably Northwestern, obviously. They're not very good this season. Minnesota and Nebraska, I would say those three teams don't really have a shot, but the rest of the 11 teams do from from number one Wisconsin to number 11 Indiana. Yeah, um, I, I think when you take out, what were your teams that you said that, that weren't Northwestern, Northwestern Minnesota, Minnesota, and Nebraska. Nebraska? You think IU has a, has a legitimate has a, chance? Has a tiny shot. They do. Has a tiny shot. I, um, the, I don't know. IU just has not been good in the Big Ten tournament, mm -hmm. historically. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll change. Um, I, I need to read this, this, this column that Greg Doyle put out for the Indy Star. It's about Archie Miller and kind of, he has changed, and, and since that February 23rd game, I believe it was against Maryland or Penn Fe February State. 22nd was against uh, Maryland. Yeah, um, against against Maryland. He, his attitude on the, he's he's changed, Sam. Have you noticed that? I have. He, he has changed, and he is more just, I think he's more stressed. I think he's yeah. more fired up about mm -hmm. things, and he's really being hard... I don't want to say he's being hard on the players because that's not my... Yeah. But it, it appears that he is holding players more accountable mm -hmm. than maybe he has in the past. And I think that's the right words for it. I don't want to say Archie is, is you know, being hard on the players mm -hmm. because I think, you know, that that's not my realm to say. I don't go to practice. I'm not in the media room after the games. I'm not at Assembly Hall. But it appears from where I'm seeing it on the TV that he's holding his players more accountable, which is maybe what he needs to do. He he's definitely being more intense, and he like like you said, he definitely needs to because IU has been struggling up and down this entire season. They've lost to Purdue twice. They lost to Wisconsin by twenty the first time they met. They've lost to all these teams, and yes, they have solid wins. But in order to be a March Madness team, in order to be a contending team, you have to have that coach that is willing to stand up to his players. That is fired up and passionate about his job and that's what makes a coach great being passionate being intense towards your players just having that fiery passion on the sidelines right and when you look at some of the teams that are the favorites um you look at the teams who got the double by maryland michigan state illinois kind of a surprise season mm -hmm. this year and wisconsin looking at those teams 
Um, I like Michigan State a lot. I like what they're doing. I got to see Aaron Henry firsthand when he played at high school in Ben Davis. Very, very talented player. I think Tom Izzo has taken him to the next level. So when you look at those teams, who do you like? Um, and really, we can look at the whole field. Purdue, Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan, Iowa as well. Other teams that earned first-round first round buys. Yeah, I'd say I give the edge to the double wide just because they would only have to win one, two, three games to become champion. The rest have to win four or five. So I'm mostly looking at those double buys because they have the heavy advantage. And I I know it's not the favorite, but I like Illinois. I watched them play against Indiana. I don't know. It's the composure of the team. You've got the um, Big Ten Rookie of the Year. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kofi uh, Coburn. He's yeah. a phenomenal player. I think he was all Big Ten second team or third team. You've got a solid outside shooter in... Um, Ayu uh, Dasunmu, who hit clutch shots for Illinois all season. He's a tremendous player. And I just feel like this Illinois has the makeup to be a big contender in this. They do. Tournament. If they can get hot, and that's why I worry about teams with the double buy because it's it's a double-edged mm-hmm. sword, right? You get a rest. And I think it helps I think it helps players who are teams rather that are hurt, that have injuries. It helps them because they get that extra day where they don't you know, where they can rest and recover. Um, but a team, it, it, it hurts a team that that plays off of momentum and, and swings and stuff like that. So I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what way it goes in terms of the Big Ten tournament. If IU, you, you hope they can beat Nebraska, mm. right? And if they can take care of business there, Penn State's going to be a great matchup. And I think uh, IU fans should be looking forward to that. As long as we can get past, or I'll say we, as long as they can get past Nebraska, because if you look at what they did against Penn State this year, they got blown out at their place, and then they were able to to win at Assembly Hall in a really pivotal game there. Um, they were the number ninth ranked team at the time. So it, it'll be a good matchup if they can get to that point. I think they do. Looking at the bracket right now, um, Rutgers in in the top half of the bracket with Michigan, I think should be a good matchup. Michigan hasn't been playing that well as of late, um, but I think they can. Um, I think they can get the job done potentially. They they lost their their season finale to Maryland, and they've uh, have they've lost three out of the last four. Their only win coming against Nebraska, so it'll be very interesting to to see what happens there. And uh, Rutgers, the one thing about them is they've been excellent at home. Now, that's home. This is all neutral side game. This is all in Indianapolis, Banker's Life. So that'll be interesting to see if Rutgers can find the chemistry away. And then Michigan is always an interesting team to me. They're always kind of discounted. They're kind of a middle-tier Big Ten to high-tier Big Ten every year. And I believe it was last year they won like five straight games to win the Big Ten championship when they Mm -hmm. were a 10 seed or whatever and that was inspiring story so i see michigan as another sleeper team it just seems like michigan somehow finds a way to be in the contention to be a semi-finalist or finalist yeah i I think they they do and i think it's a possibility uh for them because you know it is michigan they're a household name all right sam really quick before we have to go we got about five minutes Mm -hmm. left i want you to take me through what happens in this big 10 tournament because i do think it's one of the 
harder tournaments to to play. Mm-hmm. I I see I see kind of few upsets that can go people's way. I use a possibility. You have a Ohio State that could beat a Michigan State team. You have a potential Iowa Illinois matchup that could be excellent. I don't know. These teams really. The Big Ten just seems like an unreal depth that we haven't seen in years. And I'm not sure anybody's the clear favorite this year. Unlike years past where we could say Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State. We just don't know who's the clear favorite in the Big Ten. They're talking a potential of 10 teams getting Mm -hmm. into the Big Dance from the Big Ten. That would be absolutely uh, fantastic. I want to ask you this. Purdue, IU. uh, Let's say they both win their first game. Purdue beats Ohio State. IU beats Nebraska. But then they both lose. Who gets in it? Who gets into the big dance? IU, just because they've won more quality wins than Purdue has. Purdue has played the same like similar schedule to IU playing conference tournament, but it's just the quality wins, the outer conference schedule, and I think IU just has the edge on that. I um, I agree with you there. Um, I think they can get in. They got to beat Nebraska and they got to mm-hmm. beat Penn State. For it to be a lock. It'll be interesting, and uh, I'm glad we had some time today to talk about the Big Ten basketball tournament, which in my opinion is the hardest uh, conference tournament to play in um, this year. The Mac's going to be fun as well, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, we already had one upset, right, with um, with Miami of Ohio beating mm-hmm. Buffalo last night. So that will be interesting as well. You can follow us on our Twitter page, Straight Up Sports Talk, where our brackets are posted for the Mac tournament. I'm... Off to not a good start because <laughs> Buffalo, I had them going all the way to the semifinals and they lost in uh, at home last night to Miami of Ohio. East uh, Kent State beat Eastern and Toledo beat Western Michigan. Also Ohio over Central. Those are the first round games played last night. All right, Sam, any final closing thoughts on this whole coronavirus sports world? We might be out of school by mm-hmm. Friday. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen either, but I'm just I'm just I, I'm just hoping for some great conference championships. You've got the Big Twelve, ACC, Big Ten, Maction, of course, or basketball is how I'm trying to get it started. But I'm just looking forward to watching conference tournaments, maybe at home. That would be a that would be a plus. That would definitely be a plus, Sam. All right. We will wait for that news to break, but it did not break during our podcast, so We don't have any exciting news to announce there on that front, but I'm sure we will hear by tomorrow morning. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Episode number five is in the books. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you're listening on Anchor, you can find us on Spotify as well. Just search Straight Up Sports Talk right there. For Sam Thillman, I'm Grant Covey. Have a great night, and uh, we'll see you next time.